This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hello, mindful listeners. Dr. Holly Lucille here with Mindful Medicine. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with us. So I want to ask you a question. How do you feel about your self-confidence? Uh, in my experience, personally and professionally, it kind of clouds everything. How you feel about yourself, your self-confidence. How, it, I don't know. It's how you behave in your relationships, how you behave in your profession, how you behave with your children, with your spouse, with your parents, with your loved ones, with your neighbor. Um, it affects everything. And I've got a guest here. And her mission is to help people overcome self-imposed limitations that prevent many from realizing their goals, finding peace of mind, and acquiring prosperity. And she is the author of an incredible book called It Really Is Simple, A Holistic Approach to Self-Confidence. I've got Alexandra Docheva. It's Docheva, correct? Yes, Holly. Great job. Yeah. Thank you for being here. So, you have such an incredible background. I have, um, I'm looking at your distinguishments, I think, right now. DMA, Doctor of Musical Arts, you, and also an RN. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey. I was a musician for 26 years. I came to the States in 2000 from Bulgaria to earn my master's and doctoral in music, but I started playing the violin at age six. So this was my parents' idea, who were both musicians, that I was going to be a musician and I wanted to be a musician very much indeed. Um, then in 2008, I, I earned a doctoral in 2007, but the classical music market in the United States started crumbling very seriously uh, during the financial crisis between 2006 and 2008. And uh, I then understood that um, it was time to change careers and learn something completely different from what I had known for 26 years. I had no science basis, but I knew that nursing was a very demanded profession. And I took the risk and put myself through nursing school after all these 26 years of only knowing music. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was very hard rock bottom uh, professionally. Um, but I knew I would have regrets. 30 years from then if I didn't try it. So I did it. And um, that opened the doors to many other career improvements in addition to the medicine, medical profession. That's excellent. And then obviously, it led you to writing this incredible book. It really is simple, which I love the title A holistic approach to self confidence. Tell us a little bit more about this. Why it's simple? Well, it becomes simple once you change your mindset. Once you click the mindset, ah. uh, that's the whole thing, because I personally struggled tremendously with lack of self-confidence for over two decades, because my uh, violin profession didn't go where I wanted it to go. Uh, I had to struggle with tremendous stage fright out of sense of guilt that was born by my understanding that I didn't practice as um, diligently as I should have, because I always wanted to learn things fast. I think very fast. And as we speak right now, I am extremely mindful of talking slower than I normally talk because the way I think always prompts me to talk very fast. And this also reflected on my practicing as a violinist, which then uh, backfired at me with a stage fright that didn't allow me to perform even at a 60% out of my actual capacity as a performer. So this lasted a very long time. And when I finally had to wake up to the fact that I wasn't competitive enough 
with this whole stage issue. And hey, what if I change professions and go into medicine and understand how real people live real life and real suffering? Maybe then I can put my whole silly self, you know, doubts behind and dedicate myself to others. And that really helped. That whole change in perspective helped. This is, I mean, you're, you're one of my favorite guests because I always say that I love, I love when people come to the show and they deliver a product for somebody that comes from their own experience. Like, it's just like, you just can't get it any better than that. This is, this is, you turned everything around and then you're like, you know what, I'm going to share it with everybody. And I love that. So you say in your book, um, you will always show you ways to put your life in order by learning about the five essential aspects or pillars of life. Can we touch on those? Yes. Uh, I've tried to make it really as simple as possible to people, but these five aspects are tremendously important for holistically becoming self-confident. And when people say holistic, they really usually associate the word holistic with holistic health which is great because contemporary medicine has really been struggling with addressing the needs of a person holistically. It's all very specialized, very cold and money-oriented. But in my book, I truly view holistic in the terms of health, spirituality, career, finances and relationships. Because the other aspect of my life, uh, Holly, is that I'm also a real estate investor. I developed my own three uh, real estate rental businesses along with my nursing career. When I saw that many of the nurses were flat broke in spite of seniority in the profession, and that caused a great degree of anxiety in them, caused them to work uh, ridiculous extra hours and deteriorated their health. And as healthcare professionals, we can't be teaching others how to live healthy if we ourselves don't dedicate uh, uncompromisingly time to our diet, exercise, detox, and serve as 100% examples to our patients and loved ones as healthcare professionals. So the financial and career aspect, even though some people say, oh, that's not really holistic. Well, actually, it is very holistic because if you're not financially independent, you don't have choices in life and you compromise your health and your relationships and everything else. Wow. You, you, I mean, it's amazing that you sort of have pivoted and, and um, from music to, to, to medicine to a real estate investor. And it's not, it sounds very much like you have taken your own advice and certainly built your self-confidence and self-esteem. Yes, because the more unfamiliar things you master, starting from scratch, overcoming the fears of failure, taking the risk, taking responsibility for all these things. That's what builds you. It's not really the results. I mean, I'm a self-made wealthy person. I came here with nothing from Bulgaria. And I tell everybody in the health, spirituality, career, finances, and relationship aspect, if I could do it, if a clueless person like me could get to where I am, anybody can. That's why I wrote the book. Yeah. So one of the things that you touch on is relationships. And you say, how to choose relationships with people who directly align with your goals and dreams. So it sounds like for you, even your relationship with your violin might have needed to be changed because it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. You thought it was going to be one way. And then, you know, it's kind of like that thing people say, it's like we plan and the universe laughs or whatever, right? It's like, ha ha ha, you thought it was going to go this way, but guess what? It's going this way. So what do you do? So talk to me about these relationships um, and, and the advice that you give about choosing relationships with other people who are aligned 
with how you're thinking, your goals, your dreams? Yes, this uh, whole prioritization process emerges as you define your goals better. And when you put um, ambitious goals in front of yourself, especially the ones that you thought you would never be able to accomplish, because that's what stretches your mindset, that's what stretches your imagination and your faith in yourself once you get self-inspired. So you start uh, choosing people to mingle with that have similar um, ambitions towards themselves. So they don't necessarily have to have the same goals as you, even though that's preferable. But if you see that they are just as achievement-oriented for the sake of their own personal growth and impacting society in a positive way, these are the people you want to mingle with, not somebody who will constantly cry on your shoulder and complain about life or listen to you complain about life and feel sorry about yourself. It's okay to do this for five minutes, but that's about it. Hours, days, months, years on end, no, because you stay exactly where you were 15 years ago and you don't make any progress for your sake or for everybody else's sake. So your relationships are just as important as prioritizing your health choices, your uh, finance choices, where to invest to be congruent with your goals and ethical principles. Relationships are no different. And the problem with relationships, Holly, is that we allow well-intentioned people to influence us in poor ways out of ignorance. And that's the most dangerous thing because it's easy to see if somebody's ill-intended and they're um, trying to undermine you. Then if you have any sense, you get away from that situation. And many people don't even do that, but that's a clear-cut situation that you say, okay, so that person is really trying to sabotage my efforts. Get away from him or her. But the people who are genuinely well-intended towards you and giving you poor advice, that's where you really should be paying close attention because you don't want to offend them. You don't want to hurt their feelings, yet you need to establish your own priorities in ways that will help you grow. Uh, and you know, it, it, you know, just listening to you talk, you know, I feel like the more you have and you build your self-confidence and self-esteem, the more discerning you can be in prioritizing and choosing these relationships that are more aligned. So you're not so seduced, I should say, by the way, you know, in, in, for lack of a better word. Don't you think? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And the more um, you achieve, the more self-reliant and independent you become and less socially desperate and needy you are. And uh, the people that you associate yourself you sort of birth yourself out of a victim mentality into, you know, you can a creative cause, right? So it sounds like all of the things that you went through in your life, you know, you could have definitely been <laughs> talking for hours and hours and hours and, and quote unquote venting to, to friends or, or, or people that will, you know, misery loves company kind of thing. But it look it seems like you took these things that happen in your life and, and, and were a creative cause, right? So you could be a victim or a creative cause. Creative cause is like you just went, all right, what am I going to do? I'm going to do something different. And then you built this self-confidence, this self-esteem, and what seems like an incredible financial wealth as well. Yes. I was one of the victim mentality for over two decades. That went exactly hand in hand with my low self-confidence. And it led me to absolutely nowhere. And uh, that was really changing the mindset is what helped. But that was my midlife crisis at age 32 when I hit rock bottom with the violin and saw I was going not where I wanted to. And I had already very, way too much of bad history mentally accumulated with my stage fright. I, it, it improved with the years, but 
I was way behind and I had to be realistic about it and finally tell myself, look, it's not working. Try something different while it's still young. You have the brain. You can learn very well. Replace your seven to nine hour violin practice a day with seven to nine hours reading of science books before you start your classes. And that, and then the rest is history. Well, that's amazing. So, you know, besides um, how to choose relationships, you also talk about integrating, and you mentioned this, spirituality into people's goals and dreams. Um, will you talk a little bit about that? Well, gladly. Uh, spirituality to me consists basically of two components. Like I said, I've tried to make everything very simple for people, and then I built up to, onto that simple idea in the book. But the first aspect of spirituality is being able to clear your mind of cluttering and petty thoughts that uh, are there every day, but contribute absolutely nothing to your personal growth. So meditation to me. Um, why I like meditation is because unlike prayer, where you, even if you pray in silence, you still listen to yourself talking. With meditation, you get quiet. You quiet your mind and you listen to the world around you, which is how you learn to work with the world best by listening to the needs of the world and what, uh, where it would lead you in congruence to your goals, with your goals. Uh, meditation, detox, clean the mind. Uh, remove everything, every negativity from your thoughts. Learn how to not think for 15 to 30 minutes to an hour a day or however long, but it's your control of the mind to teach it to tame it, not to revolt against you and throw all these negative and cluttering thoughts at you. It's a great achievement which you then transfer into the rest of your day. That clear mind, clear ability to, uh, ability to, clear, uh, to think clearly. And then the second aspect of spirituality is inspiration. So that's the nourishment for the mind, the healthy diet for the mind. Who do you get inspired by? And these are the very positive and inspiring and uh, uplifting and butt-kicking thoughts, if you want. The transforming anxiety into a motivating force, accountability force rather than debilitating force. That's the nourishing part of spirituality, which you also carry throughout the day. So it's a state of constant alertness, yet um, gumption, this whole uplifted feeling that whatever you do is going to go very well. And if it doesn't go well, you'll learn, it'll still benefit. If you're able to carry this throughout your day, especially through the most challenging parts of the day, and it comes with practice, it's not easy. But as you get better at it, your life gets better. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's what the show is all about. It's that mindfulness, right? That does take practice because it's certainly super easy to cruise through your day, not being mindful, kind of being unconscious, not knowing what's going on, not knowing what you're putting in your body, not knowing, you know, if you're practicing or studying or you know, just kind of zoning out on the television or what have you. But it sounds like you're at, you're, you're teaching people uh, to be more mindful uh, throughout their day and also to be nimble and pivot and, you know, not so rigid in like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And it's going to work out this way. And guess what? If it doesn't, what do you do? Are you a victim of that? Or can you be more nimble? And it sounds like that's what you're also helping people do. I, I absolutely do my best. See, I was a martial artist for 12 years before I oh, became a fitness throw me maniac. That. And with just... martial, arts, <laughs> martial arts teaches you how to be nimble physically and mentally. Uh, real life teaches you more how to be mental, uh, mentally nimble. But 
my instructors were great. They were national champions in Shorin Dojo Karate. And they told us in the dojo, listen, the real life is the real dojo. And we prepare mm-hmm. you through our physical techniques and black belt mentality of perseverance and resilience and self-accountability, how to do this mentally in real life, because real life will throw you these awful problems that you want. And uh, I, I have to tell you, on my black belt test, my master, uh, grandmaster, Greg Tierney, Hanshi Greg Tierney, his sister had died the day before the black belt test. Yet he chose to come to be with his students. And he said, guys, it's so difficult for me right now. He was in his 70s at the time. He's 80 now. Amazing role model. But he said, my baby sister passed away. I'm so devastated. But I am here with you because you are my life. And I just want to show you that fighting adversity also includes being with the people that learn from you and you show them how you fight. He was amazing. So that type of mindset that helps you to the, he has had tremendous losses, uh, family members, but that type of mindset from martial arts, nimble mentally, and not only physically, because people misunderstand martial arts so much when they see these movies, right? But it carry, it's a way of life. And yes, nimble mind, spirituality is all the same thing, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like your next book could be, um, you know, life is the real dojo. <laughs> You could name it for you because I really shouldn't have to write the next book if people get it right the first time around. All right, good. Yeah, okay. So, Alexandra, what an incredibly inspiring history and life that you've had, and then putting it all in a book for people and sharing it. Uh, I just want to understand again, um, have my listeners understand the book is called It Really Is Simple A Holistic Approach to Self Confidence. So important. You have your website, which is holisticselfconfidence.com, and you are on Facebook at Holistic Self Confidence Method, correct? I am, yes. Holistic Self Confidence is the name of the page uh, on Facebook, and the book is available in ebook and paperback. Paperback is uh, in the US only because of the high shipping costs right now, but the ebook is downloadable anywhere in the world. All right. Well, that makes it super simple for folks to get it. Really is simple. A holistic approach really to self-confidence. <laughs> yes, Eric. Alexander, thank you so much for being with us today. Mindful listeners, I always thank you for being here and we're going to see you next time.